Welcome to another fun-filled edition of Second City Sports Weekend Edition, Zoom style. Zoom style. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidK Eddie. Once again, that's SidK Eddie. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena underscore McGee on the IG. You can follow this podcast, Second City Sports, along with our other podcast programming from War Media by first going to our website at weareregalradio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L radio.com. And by listening to our podcast, you can simply search for War on Anchor, which keeps you over to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and that iHeartRadio app. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you type in that search engine box, War on Anchor. We'll spell it out for you, W-A-R-R on Anchor. We're also on the tube, a.k.a. YouTube, at War Media once again at WARR Media. You can not only listen to us, but watch us do our thing. In advance, thank you for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your buddies. And don't forget, we are unapologetically fun. Yes, we are. I kind of like the sound of that. Well, let's go with that as our thing. We can oh, have yeah. about that. That's what oh, yeah. we do anyway, right? Which we are. We are unapologetically cheerful and fun. That's what we are. Exactly. <laughs> Lakina, let's start off uh, this weekend edition, uh, the world of football never seems to amaze us. We talked about this a little bit before we uh, got started. <laughs> it's going to involve the Bears, but we'll tie them into this uh, conversation in a few minutes. Well, we might as well start now. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to call the segment still in the topic from Chicago Sports Radio. Listen to um, one of the competing stations here in town. One of the hosts asked uh, the co-host about the Bears quarterback situation. We ran down the list for you guys a couple of weeks ago about the free agency quarterbacks. We won't do it again. If you missed it, you can look it up yourself or look up, look up the episode which we did that. Of course, uh, the people thought that the Bears were going to sweepstakes on Deshaun Watson. Apparently, that's not happening now. <laughs> we'll get to Russell Wilson later. I know somebody brought that up. Uh, I'll get like I said, we'll get to that later. Of course, uh, you got the Carson Wentz rumors that came out over last weekend. Uh, apparently, he's still out there uh, for the moment, even though technically he's, he's under contract with Philadelphia. But one of the hosts of a popular afternoon show here in Chicago brought up that he wouldn't mind seeing Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. He's a free agent quarterback. He played with the Miami Dolphins for the last couple of years. He shared time with Tua Tungvalova uh, this past season. He was with the Tampa Bay in 2018, got out to that historic hot start before he flamed out. And so I got why this host uh, wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Bears because we all know that the Bears are trying to go for it now. We all know about Ryan Pace's contract is up by this time next year. Matt Nagy, his job is on the line too, even though he has two years left on his contract, including next season. And so <laughs> I'm thinking about this, I said, I get the logic behind it, Lakina, but <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of Musa on this one, okay? <laughs> Musa. <laughs> I understand Brian Fitzpatrick. He's made a lot of money as a starting quarterback throughout his career. This is not what this is about. If you want 
the Bears to get off to a hot start like they did last year at five and one, even though they often stuck up the joint. Okay, that makes sense. But if you look at the history of Ryan Fitzpatrick, he gets off to hot starts, or if he comes in for somebody because they're injured or underperforming, or what have you, he gets off to a hot start, which lasts a couple of games. But for the long haul, maybe I'll give you 2015 over the Jets. We'll give you his numbers just a moment. But maybe outside 2015 with the New York Jets, he's flamed out. So I, I get the idea of bringing him in for one year, getting the ship right for the Chicago Bears. But really looking at it uh, deeper, it's not a good idea. I do not want Brian Fitzpatrick here. Well, and also, too, he's way over 30. I think he's like 30. 35 or 36 i'll look up his age right quick but i i mean mm -hmm. look, he, he could be serviceable he could be a mentor to whoever you know the bears get i'm sure the bears are going to draft a quarterback you know maybe later on in the round he's 38 by the way um right okay. and it's i i just think that you get, you get desperate you know i think they're in desperation mode because of everything that happened and they transpired and all the safe mistakes that they made so just to say that he okay, he's been serviceable, but like you said, said he flamed. He has a couple, you know, two or three good games and he flames out. So, could he be maybe be a mentor for somebody? I guess that I guess that's their logic, but at the same time, though, is it is we know that Pitt Fitzpatrick is not gonna be your long term answer. He, you know, you make exactly you're making it for cheap, you know, you, you know, that's probably the logic here, too. But I, I, I just don't see him being a fit for this system, and I. And you know, I think a lot of Bears fans would go bananas if they, if Fitzpatrick would come to the Bears. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have his, you know, respective, you know, prospective suitors, but I, I just don't see him being a fit here. I, I just don't. Take a look at Ryan Fitzpatrick's numbers from this past season with the Miami Dolphins. He played in nine games, completed 68.5 percent of his passes, threw 13 touchdowns, per threw for eight interceptions. Lakina, I think uh, for the short short term, he, you can keep your head above water with him. But as I mentioned, in long in long term uh, plans, he is not in your plans as far as a member of, of the Chicago Bears. I understand if you if Ryan Pace drafted a young quarterback and then brought him in. Okay, that makes sense. But if you named him your starter from day one. That doesn't make any sense, especially given on the other side of the ball, which we'll dive into a little bit, that this defense is getting older. And <laughs> you don't need another old guy on the other side of the ball that thing you could just catch magic on. I, I, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it either. And I, I just think that we're kind of in desperation mode here. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, I don't th like I said, I don't think he'd be a good fit in this offense, this particular offense, you know. We know the jet sweeps. We know that, you know, maybe, you know, wildcat and all those type of things. So, you know, flea, flicker, flea flickers and all that. But I just, I just don't, don't see it. And I, and I kind of feel like this is sort of a desperation. This will be a desperation move by the Bears. It all depends on what they're going to be next year. You already got guys, you know, especially what we'll talk about, you know, on the defense in a little bit. But you're, you've got mm -hmm. guys that are near or are over 30. You, you know, this, you know, Ryan is, you know, 38. Does he really want all of that, you know, you know, guys over 30? That's never a mm -hmm. good sign if you're in the NFL. It's, it's not, but, <laughs> but if that person can find a job somewhere and someone's going to pay them uh, 
more power to them. You're listening to the weekend edition of Second City Sports, along with Miss Lakita McGee. I am Cindy Barnes. We talk Chicago Bears and the NFL for this segment. Getting back to Ryan Fitzpatrick's numbers, Lakina, I uh, brought them up here at 2015. Of course, the Jets missed the playoffs by one game. Of course, former Bear Matt Forte was on this team as well. Ryan Fitzpatrick played in all 16 games through 31 touchdown passes through uh, through 15 interceptions. But that following year, he only played in 14 games through for 12 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. And then, of course, in 2018 with Tampa, 12 interceptions, 17 touchdowns. Remember, uh, during that year in 2018, he got off to that historic start of passing for 400 yards in each of his first three starts. But, of course, he he fizzled out once James Winston came back from that suspension. So this, to me, Lakina, <laughs> it, it, shows, uh, it shows some inconsistency here. And I'll bring up another example. Of course, in 2019, he was with the Dolphins. 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, and, of course, I read the stats off to you from this past season, 2020, 13 touchdowns and eight interceptions, and he was splitting time with Tua. This is a bridge guy, a stopgap, but long-term plans, no. If you're going to tell me that Ryan Pace is going to draft a, a stud quarterback, if you brought him in, okay, I get it, but if you're going to have him, and I assume Nick Foles, who's under contract for next year for the Bears as a only quarterback on the roster right now. If you go, if you're gonna tell me right now, is, is those two eight old guys? I know Nick Foles is not that old yet, but he's getting up there. If you're gonna tell me those are the you, the two guys you're gonna roll with uh, going to training camp in Hallis Hall in July of 2021, no thank you. No, no, it's it's definitely you're and you know what you really don't know what the direction the Bears are gonna go go in. I mean, are they gonna maybe perhaps gonna try and maybe compete again for the division, you know, next year, or are they going to, you know, plan on rebuilding? So do you, if you're Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're probably going to want to go someplace where you may not necessarily get a chance at the starting job, but, you know, do you want to go to go, go to a, maybe a contender? Do you want to go someplace where you can be a mentor? Because that's, that's who he was, you know, last season. Mm-hmm. So be kind of being a mentor to Tua. So, you know, maybe he wants to go somewhere where he can win. So I don't, I don't know what his mindset is, but Look, he's made a lot of money. I wouldn't be, you know, not to say that he probably might, he might actually retire, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll have his, his suitors, if you will. I'm sure there's going to be guys that are going to want to, teams that are going to want to buy for his services. Uh, before we go to the defensive side of the ball for the Bears, Lakina, did you check out the tweet from David Montgomery from Thursday? <laughs> I'll let you have the first word on that. <laughs> Him and Tariq Horn are following the same uh, playbook. Of course, referring to, to, to Tariq Horn real quick, Lakina, just give our audience an update. Um, the Carson Wentz rumors came out last weekend before the Super Bowl. Of course, Tariq Horn was, <laughs> excuse me, his name was mentioned in the trade rumors. He came out on Saturday night via the Twitter and said that uh, Chicago fans is all good. I called my GM, I called my agent, I called my coach. Uh, we're all good. Uh, he, I'm going to be a member of Chicago Bears. David Montgomery, <clears throat> this past Thursday, uh, <laughs> I like David Montgomery personally. I think he fits this Bears offense. He's been the only productive guy these last couple of years on offense next to wide receiver, um, free agent to be Allen Robinson. But uh, David Montgomery, uh, <laughs> he had Bears Twitter upset. I'll give you the floor, Lakina. 
Yeah, he basically said, um, he deleted the tweet. I've been trying to get on my phone, but he deleted it. He said, look, I enjoy using past tense. You know, I enjoyed my time in Chicago. I met mm -hmm. some really great people, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I guess, you know, people, myself included, were like, well, wait, what are you trying to say here, David? Are you trying to say? <laughs> of course, you know, there have been various names being thrown around of, of a potential trade, you know, for, you know, for Carson Wentz, you know, to the Bears. But he quickly said, look, I, look, you guys are not, look, you guys are, you know, took it out of context. I wasn't trying to say that. I'm just saying, the, you know, mm -hmm. some people would say that you know, it was just, you know, just a reflective tweet, you know. Some people say he was trolling, but look, that's not his personality. So he's not the kind of guy that would do, mm -hmm. would do that. I mean, but I, I, but, you know, considering all the rumors, you know, and everything, so I can kind of see why I think a lot of Bears fans would sort of interpret that as saying, yeah, you know, you know, what are you trying to, what are you trying to tell us? Because mm -hmm. It's kind of, it's been sort of, it's been quiet in that front, but, but, you know, but, but, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess that the talks have kind of died down a bit, you know, since all this stuff started happening last weekend, but, you know, that doesn't mean that no trade is going to happen. We'll get to all that in a little bit, but, mm -hmm. but, you know, the bear, look, like I said, the bears are in desperation mode. You're going to hear, you know, names like Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to hear, you're hearing names like Carson Wentz, maybe Tyrod Taylor, Taylor, you know, or Derek Carr, you know, that's a name that's being floated around too, you mm -hmm. know, for the Bears. So there, there's going to be a lot, all types of names that are going to be floating around. <laughs> now, will the Bears get either any one of those guys that's still up, that's still up in the air? But this is sort of what what's making Bears fans sort of, you know, kind of like all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with a buddy of mine outside of here at, at my other gig, at my nine to five gig, and I asked him. Should the Bears uh, move on from the Carson Wentz sweepstakes? Who do you think they're going to get? Uh, he didn't know, kind of like you. So, like, they're all over the place. So, well, he's a little bit older than me, but he falls in the perimeters of we know what the McCaskies do. So, and I said, I wouldn't mind having Derek Carr on the Bears. Now, will the Bears be smart enough to do that, i.e. Ryan Pace? I'm not sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears picked up someone of a lesser caliber mm -hmm. who can bring in on the cheap and they think they can skip by. Now, if they strike out on this Carson Wentz fiasco, I would, it wouldn't take that much to get Derek Carr. Because, you know, John Gruden has a love-hate relationship with him. You, you, don't, you do not have to give up the house for Derek Carr. I think he could, he could work here. But if the Bears don't go in that direction, <laughs> it's going to get ugly. And, and, I, and I told my guy, uh, I think that Derek Carr would make more sense. We we discussed on the show, Lakina, for the last episode, couple of episodes that we know why Carson Wentz uh, is linked here because of John Filippo, head coach Matt Nagy, of course, Nagy worked with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia and in Kansas City before he took the head coaching job here. So I, I give those connections regarding Wentz, but Derek Carr, I think, would work here. Now, you don't have to give up the house like I mentioned, but if the Bears don't look it in Derek Carr's way, you really don't have much to choose from. The, the, it, the, the pays are slim, as we've said mm -hmm. a couple of podcasts ago. So, look I, look, I think Derek Carr is not a lost cause. I think he definitely could be salvageable in the right team, with the right team in the right system. I look like mm -hmm. you said the problem. We may have to give up maybe a fourth rounder, maybe a third rounder, probably at the highest. You know, you're not going to get a first or second rounder for Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. That's just not that, that that's just not mm -hmm. so. I think Derek Carr is probably the, the the best you know case for the Bears. 
But mm-hmm. again, you you never know what Ryan Pace is thinking. So I don't know what he's what's he gonna do. But uh, like like we've been saying, you know, the pickings are very slim. You know, when it comes to quarterback mm-hmm. and free agency. So it, look, if if look if wins is coming to the Bears, I'm sure a lot of Bears fans are not gonna be very happy about it. But Mm-hmm. I, I think if you're if you have to if you're a Bears fan if you have to choose between those you know those names that we mentioned, I think maybe Derek Carr is probably your best bet. And like he, like we've been saying, he you probably had to get a he you probably get him at a bargain. You know he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot of money still. I think he's still playing his rookie money, or maybe or maybe his contract's not that much, so it won't be that big of a uh, right because he signed an extension a couple years ago. But it wasn't for a lot of money, so money. You're right. So I. I'm thinking that he's a very you know, practical and more manageable. And also, too, Lakina, <laughs> about uh, the Bears' quarterback situation. I just this is this, uh, and I said this a couple weeks ago. This is what happens when you pass up on the the two better options. And Ryan Pace has egg on his face, and he's trying to wipe it off by doing the best deal. But real quick before we move on to the other side of the ball, I was listening to some Philadelphia sports radio from earlier this week, and they were talking. I think most of the fans that called up into these a couple of shows that I listened to, they think that Carson Wentz is a foregone conclusion that he's out of there. Do you think that there's a maybe a third or fourth team involved in the Carson Wentz sweepstakes? Because we hear the Chicago Bears. We hear about the Indianapolis Colts. Do you think there's a third or fourth or maybe a fifth team involved that no one's talking about? I'll tell you what this whole said after I get your answer. Um, oh gosh. There there's hmm. Is there could there be a third team? I mean, for Wentz, I mean, maybe Philly, maybe. I mean, I mean not not Philly. Um Miami, maybe. They that could they, maybe they could be uh Maybe they could be another team, a wild card team that we're not, you know, hearing too much about. I, you know, maybe Dallas, you know, because it seems like, you know, they don't know what to do with that Dak Prescott. They still can't figure that out. Um, I'm trying to think who. I'm trying to think who else. Um, oof, gosh, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think there is a. I don't think there is another team. I mean, we know about the Colts. We know about the Bears, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't. I can't see any other. Tim, you know, going to any other team other than those two. Now, could there be another team? Maybe Carolina. There's an, that's another name that's being floated around too, perhaps. But I, I don't know. What about you? Uh, there could be uh, uh, another team floating around that we're not hearing about. I just don't know who it is personally. I'm not saying it's not out of the question, but I don't have a strong sense on this personally. But this radio host from Philly said, he could see two possible teams that no one's talking about that could pick up wins. Denver and New England. And I said, New England makes more sense than Denver. I know Denver is locked in with Drew Locke, no pun intended, but I don't know what Denver's cap situation is. I don't know how much they could give up to get wins. So I know Vic Vangio, former Bears defensive coordinator, now going into his third year next season as head coach. I know in your third year you you have to win or else – you're going to lose your job. So from that aspect, I get it. But I just don't see Wentz in Denver. I don't. Yeah, you got a couple of good, young, talented wide receivers and Jordy Judy. I, <laughs> I, I just don't see it. Now, New England, I can see. Remember, Bill Belichick kept everybody sleeping. Oh, Jerry Stidham, Jerry Stidham. Of course, what happened in uh, June this, of last season, picked up Cam Newton for one year. Now, Carson Wentz is different because he's still technically on the contract. 
If you study the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, you know he's not the the official GM. He has a lot of say as far as player personnel. And the New England Patriots manage their cap situations very well. I can see Carson Wentz perhaps playing for New England. But if New England think they're going to give up the house uh, or cave into uh, the Eagles front office demands of two first-round picks, that's not happening. Bill Belichick, he may be old, but he's not stupid. Well, so is Bob Kraft, too. And you can say that the same thing with him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not crazy. I, I, look, I, I don't – look, I, I think Chris Bowers came out, who's the, the Colts GM. He came out and said that he's not giving up – He's know, still here. Yeah, he's not giving up two uh, two first round picks. Um, I'm sure other, I'm sure the Bears are going to give up two first round picks, but you know maybe they will because these are the Bears. But uh, <laughs> these are the Bears. But you know, well, the know. they need a tackle in the first round, so don't say that too loud. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying not to, but you know how you know how they are. But look, I mean, I, look, I think it would be a good fit for him, but you don't know what you're who's he who he's going to throw it to. You know, Edelman is you know on the other side at thirty. Um, mm-hmm. They really don't have nobody else in the, in the receiving core for New England, and so I, I, I just don't. I just don't. Although it will be a very New England move for him to, to perhaps maybe do that, but not at the price that they're that the Eagles are asking for. They're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real quick before we get to the divas, I know I keep saying this, but going back to the Derek Carr, his mother point. If you 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 don't have to give up the house to get Derek Carr if you're in Chicago. You keep your first-round pick. You know why? We just mentioned it. You need a tackle to protect your quarterback. Even though the, the reshuffled offensive line did well during the last month of the season to help them get into the playoffs, you still need a tackle. If you trade for Carson Wentz, you're not going to get that tackle. And I know that there have been rumors out there that they should trade for uh, the Baltimore Ravens tackle, Orlando Brown Jr. I don't know. Again, uh, the Bears had to give up their first-round picks, so be it because you already have an experienced tackle. But you know as well as I do, Lakina, uh, players like that, offensive linemen, studs like that, don't come available like that often. They usually lie down long-term. Mm, yeah, excuse me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be very interesting to see what it, what, what happens there because we know that Gruden's not a big fan of Carr. So I, mm-hmm. I can see him perhaps maybe, you know, trading him at some point during the offseason. It's going to be very interesting, though, because, like you said, I think the Bears, the Bears are probably the best fit for them. But, you know, New England, maybe? I mean, like I can see maybe if you're the Patriots, if you're looking for a quarterback, I mean, Derek Carr might be your, your best bet if you're New England. But then again, like, I, mm-hmm. like I've been saying, who are you going to throw to? I mean, Edelman's on the other side of 30, and you don't know who else, you know, the defense is going to look. I mean, yeah, they had a lot, a lot of those defensive guys who opted out this past season because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But they're all, they're going to be a year older now too. So yeah, and don't forget they gave the big contract to um, now newly father um, Dante Hightower. Yep. So that, that you may not have the money to do it. So I, I don't know. It's going to be like I said. This is going to be a very interesting off season. Also, too, before we get to the defense, this is me here. Uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson made some comments earlier this week. Um, basically, you know, showing his displeasure for. The, the the Seahawks not pretty much not investing in a, a good old line, you know, because he gets he's been sacked I think more times than any quarterback in the last like five or six years. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm you know if you're I, I don't think they're gonna trade him. I know some people were kind of like in their little deer in the headlights that they may trade him, but I don't that deal. You know, Seattle is not dumb. They're not gonna do that now. I'm thinking that maybe they're gonna try to maybe invest in, in an old line, 
So what do you think about that situation? Okay, and for our Chicago viewers and listeners, <laughs> listen to me very carefully. Russell Wilson is not coming here. If you cannot get to Sean Watson, how in the hell are you going to think you'll get Russell Wilson? Stop. Don't even think about trading for him. He's not coming here. Thank you. <laughs> well, <laughs> very good. Uh, and, you know, they're, and, and look, you probably have to give up a lot to get him. And, I, and like I said, I doubt they're going to – John Snyder, who's a GM there for the Seahawks, he's not going to do that. Now, I'm thinking that – Look, I, I don't know if he's angling mm-hmm. for a trade. You know, some people are saying that maybe his wife, Sierra, might be the one that's trying to, you know, coax him, to, so ask, coax him into asking for a trade. But, I mean, like, he, he's not going anywhere. That, that, you know, he's the face of that franchise. And, look, they, they better invest in the O-line because, you know, mm-hmm. if what happened next season, if it happened the last few years, he is going to want to uh, be asking for a trade. If anything that you guys have uh, have have noticed or you haven't noticed, you better take notice right now. At least for the, for this past decade, maybe decade and a half, Lakina, what have you noticed by all? What's the combination for all the Super Bowl winning teams? Be, uh, maybe outside of Tampa Bay because they paid Brady uh, twenty five per year uh, for two years to quarterback their team. What have you noticed hmm. with the quarterbacks? With the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks for the past 10, 15 years. My past 10 years. How far are we going back? Are we going back to? Yeah, for the last at least 10 years. Oh, 10 years. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Whether they won or lost, what do you know is about the quarterbacks that played in the Super Bowl? Are we talking like not, you know, not getting sacked or? No, 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 no. Uh, no, I, I'll give out the answer. The most of the quarterbacks, especially the young quarterbacks that played in the Super Bowl over the past decade, including Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, and some of the other young quarterbacks, they were on their rookie deals. Yep. If you want to win the Super Bowl in this salary cap era, even though the price tag keeps going up for quarterbacks, you better win with a rookie quarterback and veterans that you're paying. And you gotta invest in the offensive line because once your quarterback gets paid, your offensive line suffers and your defensive line suffers. And that's what happened. That's what's been happening with Seattle. You saw what happened with San Francisco before they went to the Super Bowl. Now, a couple years ago, you saw what happened with Colin Kaepernick. You know, that defense got old. They got injured and started losing games, and they had to rebuild the thing. Same thing with Seattle. The thing difference is with Seattle, Wilson Wilson was young enough, and they had a few playmakers in office to keep that going because they weren't supposed to make the playoffs the last couple of years because the Legion of Boom was getting old, and they were had to release and cut guys. So – if you notice that the business model to win in the NFL, listen to me closely. You got to win with the quarterback who's on under his rookie deal. You got to invest in the offensive line first and a defensive line second. Once your quarterback gets paid, it's over. You're not going to invest in a great defensive line. You're definitely not going to invest in the offensive line, not through free agency. If you want your core players, especially on the offensive line, to develop, you're going to draft them, and that takes at least two to three years. Let me give you another example. Look what's happening with Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, as soon as he got paid, you know, the Packers haven't brought in an impactful free agent since when? Think about it, folks. Yeah. Look, it's been a while. And, look, we'll get to maybe someone who probably changed some of that. But like like you said, Sid, I mean, 
yes, you know, the rookie deals and, you know, the O-line and like that, that O-line for the Seahawks is terrible. So I, I think people need to kind of, you know, sort of, I think Seattle has a lot to think about. I, I'm sure the Pete Carroll, Carroll said that he's been, been in touch with, with Wilson. So he's going to try and, um, he could, you know, try and maybe talk it out and see, you know, gave Russell's input on what to do. Do they have the money to get a get a free agent um, O line guy? But you know, ho- hopefully they they can work that out because, like, I, I look because I already saw Bears fans, and you know this, Sid, because we follow the same people on Twitter. I saw a lot of Bears fans. Hey, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, come to Chicago. Ooh, that might be interesting. Guys, stop. it's not it's not not happening so well let's i'll we're gonna we're gonna squash your dreams right there it's not happening (laughs) and that and look you know the bears online is not that good either i mean yeah they got better but look they they've had their issues they still have their issues so let let, let's slow down on all that you're listening to the weekend edition of second city sports along with lakina mcgee i am sydney brown as we musa through this segment, uh, as we still talk, we're still talking uh, about the National Football League. Now let's finally get to the defense, Lakina, and this will tie into the Chicago Bears. J.J. Watt, the 10-year veteran of the Houston Texans. Of course, if you guys saw this on TV or online, uh, during their last game of the season against the Tennessee Titans, he told Deshaun Watson that he apologized to him for not getting him a Super Bowl uh, during his prime years. Now, J.J. Watt has been announced on Friday. It was announced on Friday that J.J. Watt and the Houston, Texas will part ways. That means J.J. Watt will be cut and will become a free agent. Now it starts again, Lakina, but I think this will make a lot of sense. I kind of felt this way for the past few weeks. J.J. Watt is on the other side of his career. He is still very good, but he's been injury prone for the last four or five years. I know Bears fans going to stir it up. Oh, oh, him and Khalil Mack, they could work together. Remember, Khalil Mack is still dealing with some knee issues, too. Uh, we'll, I know some folks don't want you to let you know that, but we're here to tell you. But uh, I see J.J. Watt going to a, a, a better team like Minnesota or Green Bay or maybe the Rams <laughs> or some better team, maybe the Cowboys, to help them win a championship. That's, that's where J.J. Watt is in terms of his career. Now, coming here to Chicago, it makes sense on paper. But, again, are you going to trust him? Even, let's just say he was a, a situational pass rusher. Do you trust him to do that and stay healthy for 16 games? <laughs> well, and all, uh, I don't know. I'm just shaking my head. Well, you know, Kalea Ohai, who is uh, a top soccer player, you know, who she plays for the Chicago Red Stars, you know, who is a terrific soccer player. Um, I see where people are saying that connection, like, oh, well, maybe he wants to be in Chicago, you know, to be near his wife and, you know, this and that. But let's remember, too, I mean, like, like you said, uh, like you said, Sid, I mean, you got Khalil Mack, who's 30, who's the same age as J.J. Watt, the, the 32, well, he'll be 32, well, J.J. will be 32 next month. Khalil is just, just you know, just like, mm-hmm. just turned 31. Uh, you got Robert Quinn, who's 29, who's 30, who will be, who will be 30 this year. So do you add, plus you've got pass rushers, you know, Eddie Goldman will, if you know, I'm sure he'll be back after opting out last season. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're kind of, you know, the, you know, the bears are already kind of uh, stacked in the, in the pass rushing front. And plus you're not going to mm-hmm. have the money. You're not gonna have the money to pay. Him. I'm sure he's he'll probably take less, but probably not that much less. I mean, look, exactly. I, 
and I know, know Pittsburgh, you know, that's where his brother Derek plays. You know, he, mm -hmm. you know, he's making his, you know, he's making a name for himself in his own right. That could, might be a good spot for him. You said Green Bay, you know, they can always use another pass rush down there in Green Bay. Oh, mm -hmm. up there in Green Bay, I should say. Maybe the Patriots, but again, you're going to be in that, that same, you know, that same. Yeah, they in transition mode too, just like yeah. the Texans. Yeah, they're, 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 they're basically going to be wiping the slate clean and start over. Dallas could be an interesting interesting because they need a pass mm -hmm. rusher. Uh, I, I'm not, and I think you're, you're the first person that I, that has said something about the, the Rams. And I thought about that too, when that came out, cause I'm sure Aaron Donald would love to have an extra guy beside him to kind of help <laughs> him out in that pass rush. I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm, and, and actually, I'm sure, look, he, they're contending the Rams are, you know, him mm -hmm. at Stafford. I mean, you, you gotta think that they'll be one of the favorites next year for Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, you know, playing their whole stadium, like Tampa, Tampa did last week. So there are a lot mm -hmm. of places where where JJ Watt could fit. But again, you know, I'm you know, I'm sure the Bears fans have Bears have been brought up, I'm sure, but you know, you don't have I, like I don't know what the what his asking price is gonna be, but you're not gonna look, I, I'm sure he's not gonna take a discount. Look, I'm sure he'll love to be near his, you know, near his wife, of course, but again, mm -hmm. he's gonna want to go to a contender. He's over yeah. 30 now. He's going to want to go to a contender. And the Packers, the Rams, the Steelers, those are contenders. The Bears are not. <laughs> and, New England, and, some people, and I saw some people say New England, but they're, they're kind of in transition mode. So I don't think they're going to be competing for the AFC East anytime or the Super Bowl anytime soon. So it'll be very interesting to see where, where this entails with Mr. Watt. I have two outside teams that no one's talking about for Mr. Watt. I'm not saying either of these teams are going to get him, but I think they should be at least kicking the tires. San Francisco 49ers, I don't know where they are as far as their cap is concerned, but they're the stars that got hurt on, in, in, on defense, they'll be returning healthy next year. Also, the Washington football team. You don't think that with, with Philadelphia rebuilding, assuming they trade Carson Wentz, the Giants is still terrible. Dallas, even before Dak got hurt last year, that defense stunk, and you were defending division champs. And you got a young defensive line that was one of the top ten in the NFL this year. And I've all, and I you know and I I thought about this too. You know another team that not being that's not being talked about. I don't know what their cap their cap situation is, but how about Baltimore? Look, they could use a, mm. an extra an extra uh, pass rush. I mean, one of their guys. Um, I forgot which one was it, but I think he's asking for a trade. I think it was Ronnie Brown, if I'm not mistaken. So Ronald Stanley or something like that. I'll, I'll look that up. But they, mm -hmm. they could use another – they could use an extra uh, pass rusher. Yeah. Now, like I said, J.J. Watt will have options for him. As him and the – he and the Texans will part ways, and so Watt will hit free agency um, when the new league year starts in mid-March. Uh, before we get out of this segment, Lakina, let's talk some NFL business. Of course, uh, as we talked about on the show, the TV deals were, were coming up and up soon. It looks like the NFL, along with CBS, Fox, and NBC, their deals are good, so they'll stay with the NFL for the next several years. We don't know the terms of it yet because the uh, all their business, uh, business is not taken care of. Or at least those networks I just mentioned, they'll stay on with the NFL for for a, 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 little, a, a little bit longer. But the Thursday night package, which is currently uh, 
owned by Fox. They still have two years left on that five-year mega deal that they uh, that they uh, signed, uh, paid for a, a few years ago. And Amazon Prime is trying to steal that away from Fox and, and make it its own entity. But the problem is they need someone to produce it. I'll ask you, Lakina. <laughs> do you think Fox will keep that relationship with the NFL as far as Thursday night football? They do well on Sunday afternoon games, obviously. But do you think that Fox, who, who, who will help Amazon Prime produce those games on Thursday nights? They're going to have to have a network do it. Is it Fox? Is it ESPN slash ABC? As you talked about before, Lakina, they're trying to get in that Super Bowl rotation. I don't know what's going to happen within this next contract. It looks like it will. We're not sure. But who's going to help Amazon out? Is it ABC slash ESPN, Fox, CBS, who had the Thursday night package a decade ago now? Uh, will it be NBC who also had a Thursday night package a few years ago? So someone's going to have to help them out because they're not strong enough to produce those games on their own. It'll be very interesting because they're still – because when I read this from Jabari Young, the original board came from Jabari Young, who covers sports business for CNBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote that they actually wanted to get this thing done in December, right before you know Christmas. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is sort of the big sticking point. You know, who's going to do the Thursday night games? Because none of the other networks are too are kind of too keen on it. So I know CBS. You know, they said, "Look, we're not. We don't want to be bothered with that package anymore. Look, we got some good shows on." on Thursdays, Thursday nights, I should say, NBC, NBC, you know, said the same thing, Fox, you know, that they, they, their neighbors, numbers are good, but, you know, there are some in the, at the, the higher ups at Fox, you know, are still, are kind of, mm-hmm. you know, leery on, you know, continuing with the Thursday night package beyond 2023, so mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I don't know, I mean, look, if you're ESPN, I mean, you're going to probably, you've been wanting to get back into the Super Bowl rotation, this might be the best way to do it, but if you're Amazon, mm-hmm. Look, you're probably gonna have to be doing a lot of you know dueling services because of course ES they got ESPN plus ESPN does and mm-hmm. they may they may simulcast on ABC too because I think that's the thing that they want to do with their Monday night football Monday night football you know put it on ABC mm-hmm. back on ABC so I mean look that means the bachelors gonna get bumped off <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah oh yeah oh yeah look it, it can wait uh, it can wait a few months yeah we can wait a few months for the bachelor um. But yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what, what happens here because this is sort of like the one thing. Also, the terms to, you know, seven, eight million, eight, uh, eight year, I should say, you know, some, there are some reports that they want to go up to 10 so that, you know, there could be a peace of mind, but you want to leave it open so that you don't know what's, you know, what the future is going to be. But, you because know, also, you know, Sunday tickets also still kind of, you know, it's still mm-hmm. sort of up in the air as well. So those are sort of the two sticking points for, you know, the, the media contracts. They want the NFL wants to have this done by the time the new league year starts, which is March 17th. Mm-hmm. So they want to uh, make sure they get all this ironed out. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. If you're either one of the networks, do you want to sort of pay a little bit of money and take a chance and sort of get some of that revenue and you can put on your streaming services too? And again, in addition to Amazon, because Amazon, like you said, said they don't have the capacity to produce an NFL game or sports games yet. So or oh, live sporting events, I should say yet. So. Mm-hmm. They're gonna need a, a, a network partner, so oh, you wonder, okay, who's gonna who's gonna bite on this? That's gonna be the, the million dollar question or billion dollar question, as I as I should say. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I am, but I'm not surprised that Turner Sports didn't go in on this for Thursday night football. I'm sure that the NFL wants Thursday night on the 
uh, on a broadcast network. If that's the case, which I assume it is, uh, that's probably why Turner uh, didn't go in on the NFL. Because if, for you younger folks out there, uh, the, the NFL was on TNT back in the late 80s, early 90s, up until 90, late 97, early 98, because they split the Sunday night package with ESPN. Yep. And so, and, and Turner were, um, did some good numbers, but ESPN won the day as far as paying for the whole package for sun, Sunday Night Football. Of course, now Sunday Night Football is on NBC. But I'm surprised Turner didn't get in on the ad as far as Thursday Night Football. But if the NFL wants Thursday Night Football on the broadcast network, I can understand why Turner, if Turner didn't um, get involved. Yeah, I think that, that, that was what I hear. So hopefully, you know, this will be ironed out by, by March so that, you know, they want to mm-hmm. they, they set the salary cap. So that's why they want to get this thing done. So mm-hmm. I'm, I wonder who would, which network is going to be coaxed into perhaps maybe doing Sunday Night Football. I mean, Thursday Night Football, I should say again, because mm-hmm. everything else is going to be status quo. Yep, everything will be status quo. Lakina, let's take a quick 20-second timeout. Uh, you thought it was heated <laughs> in this segment. It's going to get even hotter next segment. We have to talk about the Chicago Bulls. We have to talk about college basketball, both locally and nationally. And we'll have a, a whole lot more other fun stuff to talk about as well. You're listening to the weekend edition of Second City Sports. Can I preview tonight's game? Welcome back to the second half of the weekend edition of Second City Sports Zoom style. Zoom style. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, that's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. You can follow this podcast, Second City Sports, along with our other podcast programming from War Media by simply... Excuse me, going to War on Anchor. That's W-A-R-R on Anchor, which kicks you over to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you type in that search engine box, War on Anchor. You can also go to our website at weareregalradio.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L.com for all your news and sports, culture, and other fun stuff. Go to that website. We definitely are kicking some major tail. And also, we're on YouTube at War Media. Once again, at WARR Media. You can not only listen to us, but watch us do our thing live. Look alive! Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you in advance. We appreciate your support. Thank you. Yeah, like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we are un- unapologetically fun. And cheerful. So deal with it. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. So it's if you don't like all this cheeriness, then, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to some basketball on the pro level. Let's start locally, Lakina. The Chicago Bulls, as of this recording, they are 10-14 and 14 on the season. As of this recording, I'm assuming most of you guys are listening to this on Saturday mornings, early Saturday afternoon. Friday's game against the Los Angeles Clippers has been already been played. We'll break down that game on our next episode, which will be released on Tuesday. Let's review the two games that were played earlier this week, Lakina, and that's uh, the loss to the Washington Wizards, 105-101. to And this past Wednesday, Zion Williamson came into town, but the Bulls said, no, you're not leaving Chi-Town without a victory. The Bulls did bounce back, breaking their losing streak on Wednesday, 
defeating the New Orleans Pelicans 129 to 116. Lakina, let's get a quick wrap up from you from Monday's game. <laughs> I know that all teams go through this, even your bad teams go through bad stretches every once in a while against bad teams, but with all the injuries right now that the Bulls are having, we'll break it down in just a second. But with all that's that's been going on with the Chicago Bulls in the last couple of weeks or so, you lost to the Wizards. Look, there's always gonna be. I didn't think I'll get this upset, but I, <laughs> I'm sounding like our good friend of the show, Matt Peg of Lotto Bulls podcast. Yeah, shout okay. out to him. Yeah, shout out. To him. <laughs> you lost to the Wizards. And Zach Levine missed the easy ass layup. Whether you got fouled or not, you don't miss those. Good grief. Good grief to me about being upset over nothing. But uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is yeah, it's gonna be one of those shots where I'm sure Zach's probably gonna still probably still has nightmares about that. I mean, look, it, it was a bad loss, yes, but again, you know, it, even in a 72 game short season, you're gonna have these kinds of, you know, you're going to have a couple of bad losses. That's just the nature of the beast. Now, again, you know, Levine had 35 points. And remember, they were without mm-hmm. you know, various you know, guys. I mean, he could have gotten a little bit more help. I mean, Kobe White didn't have a good shooting, uh, didn't have a good shooting performance there. It was 0 for 4 from 3. So, you know, 3 for 10 overall from the field. So it, it's, you know, look, you're, you're going to have games like this. You know, it, it, it's, it's okay. It, it's not... It, it, I'm not. I'm not gonna freak out. Okay, you lost to the Wizards. Okay, yeah. Look, okay, it happens. <laughs> yes, Westbrook didn't play either. Okay, fine, whatever. But you know, look, Beal, look, Beal did his thing. I mean, he had 35, and um, Hachimura had 19. I think that's a season high for him. So, but let, let, let's not. I'm not gonna like freak out. Oh my God, they lost to the Wizards. I mean, oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. I know they beat like the previous three or four times they played. But uh, again, you know, you're gonna have the, a head scratcher. It, it, it's fine. Now. On the flip side, they had a nice little bounce back game against the Pelicans. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Zach was Zach. I mean, you know, you're you're, you're going to have these kinds of performances. You know, you you kind of you kind of tame Zion a little bit, which look that's very that look that that mess up's very hard to do. He had 29, but you know, you did what mm-hmm. you needed to do. You know, Brandon Ingram, you know, and and you know, had 21. So it, it's going to be look. It, it, I think that the performance of itself, you know, performed their best game of the season. I think you know. Zach and Kobe White, they broke the record for most threes by a duo in one game. Mm-hmm. You know, that which is astonishing to me if you think about it, because I know Clay and Steph had that record for a few years. Lonzo Ball, who, you know, has been the subject of the trade talks, we talked about it on the show. He also had 21 points. But, you know, for the for the Bulls, you know, Zach had four six, which you know was a season high for him. Mm-hmm. You know, Kobe White had 30. And also, too, does a Valentine at 16. You know, he's kind of been sort of back and forth from the starting lab because of all the injuries. But, look, that was a nice you know, performance by the Bulls. 129 points is nothing to sneeze at in today's NBA. So, look, I mean, a, a solid performance. I didn't think they were going to win that game, I'll be honest. But Same I, here. Excuse me, but you know, this, this was sort of a nice surprise and a good performance. Look, I'm not going to give up on Kobe White. Kobe White's playing out of position. Do you get Kobe White off the bench? You know, there's been a lot of arguments on Bulls Twitter about what to do with Kobe, but but look, I mean, this is why I don't want to give up on him, that that performance he had. You know, this that's that that's why I don't I I don't I'm not giving up on Kobe White. I'm not, and you're not gonna make me. Oh. <laughs> I'm kinda with you on that boat, Lakina. I don't think Kobe White would be a starting point guard on on this team. Maybe not in the in during his 
his duration of which we hope that it's a long NBA career, especially here in Chicago. Like you mentioned, he'll strike up performances like this, scoring 30 points, as you mentioned. I think maybe his uh, days as a starting point guard is over. As I said before the season uh, started, I didn't expect him to be John Stockton, lead the league in assists with 11 and 12 per game. But I still expect him to be a playmaker. But he is a scorer. And you saw what happened after a bad performance on Monday against the Wizards. He bounced back beautifully on Wednesday. You, you could tell with scores. They are streaky, and they are streaky shooters. And we saw that from Kobe White uh, hitting 8 of 17 for three-point land. And he also chipped in with seven assists as well. These are the kind of numbers you want to see from Kobe White. Like I said, he's not going to lead the team or the league in assists, but you can still be a playmaker and score a bunch of points per game. Look at Zach Levine. As you mentioned, he had a season high of 46. And Zach Levine also dropped four dimes and grabbed seven rebounds as well. So, you like to see an all-around game from your uh, top players, and, and that's what we saw on Wednesday. Now, for the Bulls, as a team, we talked about this before, Lakino, during these last couple of episodes, basically the last couple of weeks uh, during their losing streak. Their problem has been from start to finish playing consistently for 48 minutes. They got caught with their pants down against the Warriors on Monday, but they bounced back nicely from uh, from that against the Pelicans on Wednesday. Check this statistic out. Uh, for 36 assists, they made 48 field goals. So they had 36 assists off of 48 field goals. They playing good team basketball, and they only committed 16 turnovers per game. And also check this statistic out. Guess how many points that the Bulls gave up in that third quarter? <laughs> I've already look, yeah, I, I've already looked at it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got your cheat sheet there. I have my cheat sheet. But, uh, they, but, but yeah. They Go gave ahead. up they gave up 14 points, even though they gave up 116 over overall uh for, for the game. I know they gave up 40 points in the second quarter as well, but uh you like the way that, that the Bulls bounced back. But let's see if they can continue this down the road because, as we mentioned, they play uh, some tougher opponents, as we mentioned at the top. We'll review that Clippers game from Friday on our next episode, which will be released on Tuesday. And so, uh, as, as, as we mentioned in the previous episode as well, with the schedule getting tougher as we near the first half of this 72-game uh, season with the uh, break coming up in a, about two and a half, three weeks, uh, we're gonna going to see how good this Bulls team is, even though they're dealing with injuries right now with Laurie Marketing's shoulder, with the calf of Daniel of uh, sorry of a Wendell Carter, Otto Porter Jr. is now down as well. <laughs> it's not looking good, but the guys who are in there, they they're going to have to step in and step up. Yeah, absolutely, and hopefully we see this on a consistent basis. You know, for the Bulls, and like like you said, said I mean, they 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 you know the Bulls have tend to have bad starts, but you know they they get you know get back you know they, they and put up that fight and you know from start to finish, and they're still learning how to do that. So they didn't have a very you know first quarter of some of these games, and you can't afford to do that against teams like the Clippers and you know looking through their schedule, mm -hmm. you know leading up to the break. You got you play Indiana. They've been up and down. Mm -hmm. You get Charlotte. You get Charlotte. You got to go at Charlotte. You, know, you just won against them. You know Philly. That's probably the first true test. We'll see where Philly is. You got Houston. Mm -hmm. You go at Houston too. Minnesota, unfortunately, you know, of course, you know, Carl Anthony Towns has been, you know, has has had had COVID. You know, it's just starting to get 
yeah. himself back into the uh, back into the groove of things. You know, boy, he's he's been through a lot. So this is past year. Um, Phoenix too. That should be a fun one. I I, I can't wait for that one. That's gonna be a lot of fun. The you know, they gotta go 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 to Orlando, go to Tampa, I should say, and play Toronto. Then they get Denver yeah. on the first of March, and they gotta go at New Orleans to finish up that first half. So so very you know, so very real, so winnable games, but also some very tough games too. So I think you know this will for me this won't be a litmus test for them. You know if they can just you know play like they've been playing, you know sort of you know keeping that fight up. I, I think. If they can go about five hundred in that uh, in that scheduling, you know, you gotta be, you know, you'll you have to be pretty happy. If you're, you'll be satisfied if you're a Bulls fan. Yeah, you'll you'll have to be, and hopefully you'll get a couple of guys back by then. Laurie Marketing will be back. I don't know about Wendell Carter. Hopefully he'll be back by the end of the week or not. They'll start off the second half with both those guys in your lineup. Speaking of Laurie uh, Lakina. I've been hearing a whole lot of talk that he may not be with back with the Bulls next year. I don't think you can trade him now because I don't think he'll be eligible to come off the injuries by the time the trade deadline hits this year. And we all know that the Bulls, this new Bulls management, uh, did not. Uh, they declined his option, uh, his, his option for next season. So he basically becomes a free agent after this year. If you're the Bulls management right now, do you give Laurie Marketing another chance or do you wave bye-bye? Because his Bulls career has been up and down, to say the least, and it's mostly due because of injuries. If you're Mark Eversley, if you're Arturis Konishevis, you have to be – and we all know his option. Uh, his, if you're the Bulls management right now, has been up and down to say if you're or has the talent. I think he does have the talent to stay in this league, but you cannot stay as a misfair or not is beyond me, but you're not tough enough. It's uh you know, you kinda of messed up a little bit, Sid, but I got the gist of what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I don't I I think it's I think it's tough. I think it's tough to figure out because they've been kind of quiet, which is probably a good thing. I don't I don't know what their mindset is, but do you, I, I think maybe Laurie might be a better fit elsewhere because uh, mm-hmm. look, he's he's shown flashes, you know, when he is healthy, but the problem is that he can't stay healthy, and that's been the problem. So I, I heard, um, you know, speaking of our buddy Matt Peck, you know, you know, he always gets on this little uh, tangent about you know vegans and, <laughs> and whatnot. So <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking that maybe maybe he should start eating meat again. Maybe so, you know, because he started having his issues. Maybe get some protein to get that, you know, get him get some muscle. Maybe that's maybe that might be the way for him to kind of get back on track here. But I, I mean, look, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. But if I were, if I were uh, Eversley and AK, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think I, I might, I might give him like a small deal, maybe a, a one year with a second, you know, second year option to sort of kind of prove himself that he wants to be a part of this and be part of this building, building block that they're going to be part of this, you know, this core that they're trying to build. So it'll be interesting to see what they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Another thing that will be interesting to see, and we've been talking about this for a while now, do you extend Zach Levine? And do you make him your franchise player? He's playing like it this year so far. He's been better at it than his previous couple years, you know, due to various injuries. Uh, his Once his issues with the previous uh, coaching staff. Uh, Zach Levine, he's playing like an all-star this year. We'll get to the all-star part in just a second. But if you're the new 
head brass for the Chicago Bulls, do you give the full boatload of terms of contract to Zach Levine, uh, saying to him, you are a superstar long term? Do you think the Bulls will actually build a team around him and pair him up with another superstar eventually? I, I think they will. I think if he keeps this up, I think I think they should. Because I know there's been the Zach Levine, you know, is probably one of the most polarizing, you know, athletes here in Chicago right now. You know, you got some, you were probably even more polarizing than Mitch because I think that it's not as even as you think with Mitch, mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky, I mean. So I think it's a little bit more, you know, de- divisive here in Chicago when it comes to Zach Levine. You got, you got the tangent mm-hmm. that's like, hey, you know what, look, let's build a team right. Let's just give him, you know, a lot of money. Let's build around. But then you got, you know, others who say, well, let's trade him out, you know, while the stock is high. And, you know, let's just try to get uh, yeah. draft picks and let's try to get like Kate Cunningham or somebody like that. So, I, I mean, look, I, I think if you're trying – it all depends on what they're – if they're trying to compete perhaps, I mean, in the next two or three years, I think maybe you, you probably may have, not have a choice but to probably perhaps maybe give them that contract, a hefty contract, you know, maybe with some lots of incentives so that maybe you can leave that open to bring in another superstar, whoever mm-hmm. that is. But if they're still trying to, you know, figure out, like, what they're trying to do, I mean, they, they may let a, let a leave. But I'm, if, I, if, I, if I had to pick right now, again, this could change as the season ends. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I think I, I probably would uh, build around him. I think, look, he's shown that, you know, he wants to, and I think he wants to be here too. That's another, that's another mm-hmm. like, big, big thing. So I think that helps. So we'll see, but it's going to be very interesting. It's going to get very interesting down the road as, you know, as all this develops. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Lincoln. I think they want to build around Zach. Zach has shown that he wants to be here. He loves the organization. He loves the city. He loves the fans. And so and he's showing that uh, throughout this year. Now, Lakina, <laughs> as we as we transition to the uh, the rest of the M- of the NBA, as you're listening to the weekend edition of Second City Sports with Lakina McGee, I'm Sydney Brown. Let's tackle this All Star Game issue quickly, Lakina. It looks like it's going to be on March 7th, and during halftime of the All Star Game, they're going to try and sneak in the slam dunk contest. I have one question. Why? <laughs> Musa. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nicely done there. But yeah, but look, I think we all feel that way, Sid. Like, what, what are you as you know, as you know, ESPN's Taylor Twelman, who you, you know, soccer analyst who uh, hosts Sports Nation, you can listen on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus. What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, why, why are they trying to do this? I mean, especially if you're going to do, do an all uh, dunk contest in the middle of the all-star game in the middle of the game itself i i i just don't what's what's going on here i don't look if this is a money grab look there are other ways you can to get the revenue okay it's all it is i know they're supposed to proceed supposed to go to hbcus i'm not knocking that i don't care if it went to um i don't care if it goes to private schools or catholic schools or grade schools i don't care that that's a good cause that's not the issue here the issue is that TNT wants to get – they make their money outside of airing the games in the playoffs. Uh, it's the All-Star game because they have exclusive rights. It's been that way since they got the All-Star game exclusively uh, back in 2003. By the way, that game was in Atlanta. Jordan's last All-Star game, he got screwed, but that's all not the issue. But even though around this time, if we were back to normal, Akina, we'll be preparing be preparing for the All-Star game in Indianapolis. Of course, they don't have it this year because of COVID. They're going to get their All-Star weekend back in 2024. I'm like LeBron James, even though he's not going to get his way out of not having an All-Star game this year. I'm like LeBron James. You threw this at us 
at the last moment. We were told that you're not going to play. There weren't going to be any all-star games, uh, games this year. You know, athletes are creatures of habit. And when you're trying to break up their rhythm or break up their routine, it's going to go to hell in the handbasket. Now, for me as a diehard NBA guy first, even though I'm known for hockey, I'm a diehard NBA fan. This is the time you prepare for All-Star Weekend for everything, you know, the three-point shootout to the dunk contest to the actual game to the youth challenge now. used to be known as the rookie game from years ago. And, of course, you guys remember, if you really know your history, it was the Legends game, which they stopped in the early 90s. But as far as this year, I was prepared, even though it sucked, I was prepared not to have an All-Star weekend. And now for the NBA, for them to do this at the last minute, uh, let's just throw an all-star game. Hopefully everything is well and dandy. Uh, we'll have strict protocols, even though players are traveling all around the country. Uh, I just hope that the NBA has its priorities in their P's and Q's straight because just throwing it on in an event in the last minute, I don't get it. We get it from a business perspective, but this is just, it's, it's a bad idea. I've been on it from the start. I was prepared not to have an all-star game this year, like, you know, even though how much it sucks from where we in as a society right now due to the pandemic, you know, things are getting back slowly. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I'm okay for not having an all-star weekend this year. I'm, I'm going to look at all all-star weekends that I have on my DVD and I'm going to go on YouTube and look at some stuff as well. I'm okay with them not having it this year. I'm okay with it. <laughs> even though in a normal year we'll be getting ready getting ready for the events for this year. I'm okay with not having it. Look, there are other ways. They I can, don't get it. I don't get it. Look, there are other ways they can uh, do this. I mean, look, have LeBron and Steph and, you know, the other players, you know, come in and do a round of Jeopardy. I mean, that, that's a, look, there are other or some type of trivia type game or basketball trivia or whatnot. Have, you know, have have like the legends, you know, basketball legends share stories. You know, Charles can go on for at least like like three or four days. So look, there are other ways they can do this. They can other there are other ways they can get the revenue. They can, you know, do you know, do do some type of, you know, do you know, I know that horse thing that they did, ESPN did was uh was you know kinda uh, kind of a disaster mm-hmm. a little bit. But look, there are other ways they can do this. They don't have to actually have a game because if you know, knock on wood. I'm knocking on my desk over here. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, if God forbid, you know, so, well, it, well, you know, some of your tough stars, you know, have, you know, has COVID, they get COVID because mm-hmm. of this. And you know how Atlanta is. Atlanta is sort of like a hotbed for COVID. It's one of the hotbed um, cities. So I, I just don't understand why they feel like they have to do this. I mean, Look, I know it's a revenue, you know, it's a revenue, you know, thing for them, but there are other ways they can do it. They don't have to actually have a game and, and all that. Cause I look, if LeBron says that he's not going to play, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be other top tier players that are going to follow suit. Cause you, you don't want to take any chances of, you know, these guys get going. Look at, look at Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, I mean, he's, he's been through so much and, you know, he had a pretty bad case of COVID for that was, you know, touch and go for a little bit. He lost his mom and many other family members. So COVID is no joke, folks. And and now there are variants, you know, various variants from you know the UK and South Africa. You know, they just found one here in Illinois you know, with the South Africa variant. So look, I, I think they need to kind of take a step back and say, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't a good idea. 
<laughs> I just don't get it. We all know that when it comes to professional sports, it, it involves money. But like I mentioned before, I, I was, I'm okay with, without having an all-star weekend this year. I'm okay with it. You get back to it next year when it's in Cleveland for 2022 and you go on from there. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. But uh, the NBA is going to do what it wants to do and – We'll we'll see what happens with that. It now was, another uh, before we break, before, before we go ahead. It it wouldn't surprise me though if they do cancel it. If you know guys like LeBron, you know we know how you know Darren Fox feels. You know he was the first to say, "Look, this is stupid. This is a stupid idea." You know, the 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 guard for the uh, the, the Kings. For those of you who are wondering, um, mm-hmm. it, this is stupid. He he said it. It was stupid. So if more and more players come out and say, "Look, this is a dumb idea." The NBA may not have a choice but to sort of, you know, make other arrangements, but that's a whole nother thing, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we know that Le- LeBron James is the face of the league. I know he's not the player, the uh, uh, president of the Players Association. That's uh, Chris Paul. I know the director is Miss Michelle Roberts, but we all know that LeBron has a strong voice uh, with the uh, in the league. He's the face of the league, and a whole lot of players, including young players, especially follow him. So, if you get more and more guys on his side, I don't know. Me personally, I don't know if he's going to get his way this time. I know most in most situations he does he does get his way. I don't know about this time, but like you said, like more of your big stars like Paul George, Chris Paul, and some of the other top stars are falling in the line of LeBron James camp. That All Star game will not take place, but we'll see what happens. You still have a few weeks left, and so. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Now, another big issue in the NBA this week before we go back to breaking down some of the uh, best games of this past week. Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, he's no stranger to controversy, folks. And during their 13 home games so far this year, they have not played the national anthem not once. No one has known about this issue until a reporter brought it up the other night. And now the NBA uh, came out the other day and said that all teams must play the national anthem because they're they're in, in other cities. They're trying to bring fans back. We all know that in some cities like Atlanta, Memphis, Utah, Salt Lake City, Miami as well. I think Cleveland as well. They had limited amount of fans. Orlando as well has limited amount of fans to this point so far this season. Lakina, I know what the NBA did. Uh, it's a players' league. They led the protest especially what the Milwaukee Bucks did in the middle of their playoff run last year. They shut down the league for one day with all the other sports, uh, with baseball and hockey to follow. They followed in the footsteps for that one day as well uh, due to that shooting. Uh, forget the person's name in Wisconsin. Um, I know that uh, the, the players were allowed to express themselves openly and freely, criti- criticism or no criticism during the bubble. We're living in a new time now, Lakina. I think the NBA, the reason why they did this, because they don't want any more controversy. This is a, it's a policy. We're trying to bring fans back. We don't want any more ill will. What happened in the bubble, it stays there. We're trying to turn a new page. So everybody should join in. Everybody is mandated to play the national anthem. We don't want to get caught up in the politics anymore of controversy. That's just, this is what it is. And we'll just move forward. Do you think it's going to be that simple, or do you think we're going to get some more pushback? I think it's going to be a little bit of pushback. Maybe not as, you know, 
maybe not as big as it was perhaps maybe this happened a year ago with everything mm-hmm. that happened, but there's probably going to be some resistance and some hesitation. And um, I bring up Taylor Twelman again. He he said himself that look, the NBA is one of the few. You know, American sports is one of the few domestic. You know, domestically, they're one of the, you know, no one else in Europe plays their national anthem. I mean, I don't see like in the Premier League they don't play "God Save the Queen" and then before their matches. You mm-hmm. know, so it, it's sort of weird that it only happens here and. You know, it's look. I, I think that there is going to be some some pushback. I, I think at some point, I know they don't want to ruffle any feathers. You know, especially when they mm-hmm. do start letting fans back in. But again, this is going to be something they're going to have to figure out because there's going to be some pushback from some for some folks, and I, I, I think that's something they're going to have to sort of you know iron out because just to say that well we've been doing this for years, this is like a policy that's not going to fly anymore, especially when you hear the meaning of the the anthem itself. So. I, I just think, I just think that there's going to be something that they're going to have to figure out because there are there is going to be a pushback, no doubt. And if you don't want to do a kneeling situation, or if you keep, you know, look back, not to bring up NFL, but back in the day, back in the seventies and eighties, you know, when the when the anthem was played, they stayed the team stayed, both teams stayed in the locker room. Yeah, no one was out on the on the sideline. So yeah, they did it for the Super Bowl and whatnot because that's just how you know, that was a tradition too. But you know, if you want to avoid that, I think it may have to perhaps maybe, you know, come into a sort of the decision in that sense. But mm-hmm. what do you think? <clears throat> if the NBA could do something like that and not have their players out for the national anthem, it's okay. But like you said, they're going to have to have uh, some discussions come to meeting, meeting of, the, of the minds. I understand they don't want any more controversy yesterday because of especially what we're going through, even though things are – starting to get back, but slowly. Uh, there's no easy answers here. If I did have one, I would give it, but I don't have any answers. So I, you know, the, the, those folks in higher ups in, in the NBA get paid big, big dollars. So they're there. They're going to have to find some answers for this. Like you said, I don't know how big it's going to get. We, we don't know, but hopefully it doesn't get any bigger, but they're going to have to find some answers to at least come to a medium about this. There's, there's, there's got to be a happy medium here. There has to be. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right, let's get back to the action on the court. Lakina, what impressed you about the games that you watched from the association from this past week? Oh, this is oh, there were a lot of good games. Um, excuse me, over the over the past week, I saw the Atlanta Dallas game from Wednesday. I mean, that was a, a a big game, kind of a controversial ending too. But we won't get into that. But you know, that was, a, that was a, yeah, that was a nice showing by Dallas. Dallas needed that win, and they're sort of kind of slowly kind of creeping back up. Um, Portland's looked really good. I mean, you're starting to see, we're starting to see Carmelo from, like, you know, his first few years in the NBA. He's looked really good. And Portland, yeah. you know, all, with all their injury issues, I mean, they, they've been, they've been on a roll lately. So you, you got to give um, Portland their props. Um, yeah, not to interrupt you real quick, Lakina, go going back to that, yeah, going back to that Portland game on Thursday. Uh, that was an impressive performance against Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia is currently on their West Coast trip. Uh, Carmelo taking it back to the old school in his Denver days, in his early Knicks days, 17 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I know uh, Gary Trent had a nice game as well with uh, five for seven for three-point land as uh, Portland defeated Philadelphia. Now, that was a good performance by Carmelo. Uh, until C.J. McCollum gets back, can Portland find that consistent help to, to, help, uh, to go with uh, Damian Lillard? That's yeah. been their problem over the last few years. Who's going oh, to be their third guy? 
Yeah, absolutely. So that that's like it's like like, like I've been saying, you know, they they've been playing very well the last you know last week, a week and a half. Uh, Utah, you know, they've won five in a row. I mean, you know, one more can you say about Utah? But I think we just want to say, let's just do, just do it in the playoffs, Utah. I think that's what, that's <laughs> where we're at with them right now. Um, the you know, Lakers have won six in a row. I mean, that they, 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 they kind of show, you know, I, I know that AD has been, it was out the last couple of days with, with Achilles, Achilles injury, you know, not, 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 nothing, you know, serious, but I guess they want to like, you know, be cautious and, you know, keep them at rest. But that Wednesday night comeback against, OKC when they came back in OT. I mean that <laughs> LeBron, you know, has played every game so far, so you got to commend him for that and still yeah. playing at a high level consistently. I mean, look, I know we ha- we're not going to talk about MVPs yet, but you know, he's he's been, of course, you know, phenomenal as LeBron usually is. So that that's you know that's been a nice deterrent there. I've been very impressed with their performance. Um, our our girl, our, our girl Alana Tuckhire, you know, I'm sure you know she's super happy about her Heat. You know they've won four. <laughs> I mean, I talked. I was talking to her to her about it last night. Oh yeah, she is super excited. Got a nice, nice win, a big win against Houston last night. You know, I think having Jimmy Butler back, you know, back healthy, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely helped. You know, he had twenty seven. Um, Duncan Robinson had fifteen. Kendrick Nunn had sixteen. So a yeah, nice showing there. Oh, and also Haslam. Also uh, Haslam. Mm-hmm. You know, twenty. Oh, no, I should say uh, that, that was it. Max Strauss had. The former DePaul guy, remember, if you know, DePaul fans might remember that name. He had 21, so he had 21 off the bench. So that 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 was an impressive performance there by the Heat, and they they looked really good. So, like I said, the Heat have been you know pretty a uh, pretty impressive too this mm-hmm. week. So, what about you? Who's impressed you so far? Um, besides the Bulls, uh, win on Wednesday against the Pelicans, the Los Angeles Lakers, three straight overtime games against. Two bad teams. Now, Oklahoma City, that's not as bad as people think. We said that last year, of course, they had Chris Paul. But uh, I guess sub-500 teams, the three overtime games in a row, uh, you won all three of those games. As you mentioned, Lakina, Anthony Davis, they should – I think they will uh, set him out so he's completely healthy to play. That's what you should do at this point. It's about the playoffs, not about this uh, shortened 72-game season. Number two, LeBron James playing 40 minutes for three straight games. I know, he's like you mentioned, he's played every game this year. Is there something to worry about? Yes, but <laughs> with Anthony Davis being down, if you want LeBron's minutes to be down, other players are going to have to step up. I know Alex Caruso has missed the last couple of games. Uh, he was He has been on the bench for rest. So and, uh, I know one or two other guys that's been out of – out of action as well. But there's other guys on the floor, like Kuzma, he's, he's been doing all right. Um, Wes Matthews starting to find himself within the rotation. So Mark uh, um, Maurice Morris, uh, number 88, uh, he's been playing well these last couple of games. So I watched the two games against the Oklahoma City Thunder. It, it was more about those role players. Yes, LeBron James came through and saved the day in those two victories, but it's those role plays, especially now with AD being out for a while, they're going to have to step in, step up big time. Right, especially I'm sure once the second half starts, I'm sure LeBron's going to be taking a couple of games here and there because remember he's yes. 36. He's 36, kids. So you know, yes. as as he's been. I think I'm sure he's going to want to save his injury for the playoff. His uh, you know, his energy for the playoffs. So and I don't think he wants to kind of overexert himself. 
Yes, uh, quickly, let's take a look at some of the highlight, highlight games for this upcoming weekend for Saturday and Sunday for Valentine's Day weekend. Let's start out with the games for Saturday, Lakina, at 2 o'clock on NBA TV. This is Central Standard Time. You'll have the Philadelphia 76ers continuing their West Coast road trip as they will face the Phoenix Suns. At 6.30, you'll have the Pacers and the Hawks. 7.30 on ABC, Kevin Durant will make his return as the Brooklyn Nets will travel to, to San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. And this is for our good friend Alana Techhauer at 8 o'clock, which is the late game. The Miami Heat will travel to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Jazz. No, that should be a really good one. That should be very intriguing. Uh, Jimmy Butler versus Donovan Mitchell. That should, mm -hmm. be, that should be a fun one there. And also, I'm looking forward to the Brooklyn Golden State game because, like you said, Sid, you know, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant got, you know, he got the clearance, you know, so he can play again. So that's going to be mm -hmm. that'll be a very interesting game as well. Um, to Sunday we go. Um, a couple of special Valentine's Day Sunday editions on ESPN. The first one, you got Portland and Dallas. Dallas has won three in a row. We mentioned Portland had their, had their, is having their hot streak right now too. So we've got to get mm -hmm. Luca versus Damian. That should be a fun one. That should be a lot of fun um, there. Um, also, you got the, the nightcap of that one. You'll have the Lakers and the Nuggets. So that should be a fun one, too. I'm looking forward to that one. That should be a lot of fun. Also, Memphis and Sacramento should be another good one. Mm-hmm. This should be fun as well. Also, one more game that no one's paying attention to for Sunday. This will take place at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. The San Antonio Spurs against the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Hayward versus DeMar DeRozan, but watch out for that rookie, Mr. LaMelo Ball for the Charlotte Hornets. As, as I told you, Lakina, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, he's he's becoming one of those young favorite players that I like to watch. And uh, Charlotte, if you pay attention to them, they're, they, they're one of the young teams coming out there. They're very exciting to watch, so I can't wait to watch this one on Sunday. That should be that should be a fun one too. I, I I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, a couple of ones for Monday. Um, I'm looking forward to Brooklyn and Sacramento. That should be an intriguing one there. That's a nine o'clock. Or also to another one for our girl Lana, Miami and the Clippers. That's that's an NBA that's an NBA TV game. So that should mm -hmm. be a fun one too. Yeah, especially like you said, the Miami and the Clippers. Of course, the Clippers have been one of the top teams in the NBA this season. Uh, Controversy has been uh, zero, which is good. They've actually been playing basketball. The Miami Heat trying to get back into that playoff race as, as, as of this recording, they're three games under 500. So they got a tough stretch to have Utah, as we mentioned, on Saturday on the road. And, of course, they're the Clippers on Monday. Yeah, that should be a fun one. A nice, a nice, <laughs> fun, a nice fun slate of NBA games this weekend. So enjoy yes. the games, everybody. Yes. Now let's switch off to the college basketball as we'll start with uh, locally first uh, as of this recording the, the Illini would have played that game uh, against the Nebraska Cornhuskers on the road we'll break down that game for you in our next podcast which will be released on Tuesday so once again the Illini would have played that game already at Nebraska we're assuming it is a win hopefully but we'll break down that game uh, nevertheless on on Tuesday's podcast now uh, another local team in college basketball is trying to make their way into the tournament. The number 22 ranked Loyola Ramblers from Chicago's north side. Lakina, I've been saying this for the last couple of episodes. 
They will be at Drake this weekend in Iowa, in the state of Iowa, both Saturday and Sunday. Both games can be seen on ESPN2. I believe the Saturday game will be at 11 o'clock. The Sunday game will be at 2 p.m. So uh, um, Cameron Cutwig, their um, big guy for, for the Ramblers, he's been their leading scorer all, all year. As I said, uh, was I'm trying to say as well, uh, these two teams are at the top of the uh, of the conference of the Missouri Valley. If you're Loyola, you must come out of there no worse than a split. It'll be great to sweep the to to, to sweep the season series, but realistically, you got to come out with at least a split. And for those of you who are wondering why they're playing two games because of the, the way the Missouri Valley, the way they did it, you know, they're having you know their teams play two gamers to mm-hmm. limit the travel, of course, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm sure people are wondering, like, oh, why are they playing two games back to back? That's how they're do. That's how they've been doing. They've been doing it mm-hmm. since the conference season, conference play started. So, you know, relax there. But look, I, I look, I love Cameron Cudwick. I mean, they did a, a nice little feature. I forgot. I don't know if it was the time, the Sun Times, or the or the trip. They did a really nice feature on him. He's the you know sort of leader in the clubhouse for conference mm-hmm. here. He leads the leads the team in both points and rebounds. He's a big. He's a really big guy. But he also shoots it from the three too, which is totally impressive. Yeah. You be kind of sort of like leading the charge of that Ramblers team. That should be a really good one there because remember Drake. This was a Drake. They're play, They're going to be facing a Drake team that was picked to that was picked to to finish last in their conference. So the fact that they're even nineteen and one is is incredible. Yeah. So um, that should be a that should be a lot. That should be a lot of fun for the Missouri Valley. I'm, I'm glad they're getting their uh, their due on national television. Yes. It should be should be really good. I hope hopefully everyone in Chicago will have a chance to watch to watch both the games. Yes. They'll, yeah, they'll be ESPN too, as I mentioned this weekend. Saturday's game at 11 o'clock in the morning. Sunday's game at 2 p.m., both on ESPN too. Also, Loyola's on a 10-game winning streak, so let's see if they can keep good times rolling. As I said, I predict they'll have a split. If you yeah. come out of there with two losses, you're really in trouble, so you got to take care of your own business there. And I'm, I'm what gonna, are the big games that? No, 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 I'm just gonna say I, I'm thinking that they uh, that's probably what's gonna happen too because they both these teams are kind of like they both got big guys and they both got good point guards, so they they both they're both evenly matched, I think. So that should, yeah. this, should this should be both be thrilling. Um, I'm gonna say the Big Ten the Saturday, the Saturday slate tomorrow, Indiana and number four Ohio State. Ohio State, a mm-hmm. lot, you know, there's some of the bracketologies, <laughs> if you will, are saying that Ohio State could get that last number one seed. But Indiana, you know, they need something to, you know, freshen up that tourney resume. They, they beat Iowa last week. You know, th- th- I think having a win mm-hmm. against, against uh, Ohio State, number four ranked Ohio State team, especially in Columbus, that should definitely help them with their, their tourney resume. Um, in the Big 12, you got o- OU and West Virginia. That should be a fun one there. TCU in Texas, another good one in the you know, Tennessee LSU in the in the SEC. Um, I mean Iowa, and Michigan State. I mean Michigan State needs to you know get their resume yeah. going too. They haven't been playing very well. Also, the- yeah, both those teams need need to get back on track. I know Iowa's yeah. ranked number fifteen, but you know as I mentioned in our last episode, they lost their last two games. Uh, yeah. They need to definitely get back on track. Yeah, they do. They definitely been falling off a little bit lately. Um, Arkansas and Missouri. Arkansas could definitely use some extra wins to fresh up their resume too. Um, Duke and NC State. You know, that's mm-hmm. a much needed win for Duke because they're under 500 right now. Um, Northwestern plays Rutgers. 
Uh, Ron Harbert Jr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, so that should be a, that should be an interesting one there. Also, too, in the Big East, you got Villanova and Creighton. That's a big one there. Probably the battle to take care to control their own destiny in the Big East. Yeah. Also, North Carolina and uh, Virginia. That should be a that should be a fun one there. Also, um, USC and Washington State. That should be another fun one too in the Pac-12. Yeah, let's see if West Coast basketball will get its due in prime time. Uh, yeah, I hope so. It's going to be on ESPNU on Saturday. So that tomorrow, I should say. So that that's a good one there. So any other games, you know, over this weekend that, that has you fired up? I'm cruising through Sunday's schedule. I know there was a, a big there's a big game on CBS. This is for Sunday now. Number three, Michigan. Some of everything's okay with their program. Of course, as we mentioned in our last episode, that they're game from this past Thursday against Illinois has been postponed due to Michigan's COVID issues. So that everything goes well as of this broadcast. Uh, number three, Michigan would travel to uh, the Cole Center in Madison to face the number 21 ranked Wisconsin Badgers. That game should be fun. We'll see how Michigan can come, uh, will come out and play uh, uh, with a big conference game on the road. They haven't played in two and a half weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how Juwan Howard's squad get off uh, – uh, get off to a high start. Can they not playing for the last two weeks? Yeah, it's gonna be just see how they how they look because, uh, like you said, so they haven't played in two and a half weeks. So, you know, you may see a little bit of rust, but you know, we'll mm-hmm. see, we'll see what they do. I mean, look, I know the women's team played um, last night, so you know, I'm sure everything's good to go there. Um, Ms. Ms. Minnesota and Maryland in the Big Ten. Maryland needs this win to kind of freshen up that tourney resume. Mm-hmm. We talked about Drake and um, Loyola, um, Illinois, the Battle of Illinois, Illinois State, and Southern Illinois. Um, you know, that's mm-hmm. always a nice deal you know, for the, you know, because we got, we got good friends who went to both these schools. So, you know, yeah. that I'm sure for bragging rights purposes. Unfortunately, Memphis and Houston, for those of you who are hoping to see that game, that's been postponed because apparently now Memphis is starting to have COVID issues. So that game's been postponed. So, you know, COVID still is freaking havoc in some spots, Sid, still. Also, another game for fans to look forward to late Sunday night at 5 o'clock on the ACC Network. University of Miami traveling to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Five Irish. Both teams are trying to fight for respect and get back to it in the race in the ACC. Yeah, that should be a fun one there. And I think Miami definitely needs it to help – they got to keep waiting to help out with their um, tourney resume. So yeah, so some really good games. He still look. You got we got weeks. Of, we only got like about four or five weeks till Selection Sunday. They've released their schedule. Yeah. They released their schedule of how the the TV aspect's gonna be. So that you know, if this, this is the time to get get caught up in college hoops, guys, because this is gonna be sort of everything's gonna. COVID or not, this is gonna be thing things start you know kicking into gear because there there have been some cancellations and postponements, and I think. Who was it? It was one of the um, one of the MIAC teams. I think that that said they're gonna forfeit the rest of their season because of COVID. So we'll see mm-hmm. if even more teams you know do that. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. Also, too, one more quick announcement. It was announced earlier earlier this week. Uh, the men's Big Ten uh, basketball championship, the Big Ten tournament that was supposed to take place here in Chicago this year, is moved to Indianapolis. We'll get it back in two years, I believe. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So, uh, it's, all right, Lakina, let's. Oh, no, I just want, I just want, uh, no, 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 I just want to mention that. Yeah, it's a bummer, but 
again, you know, of course, with the tournament being in Indianapolis this year, I figured, you know, they figured like, okay, why not just have the Big Ten tournament there too? And I'm sure they're going to try mm-hmm. to limit the traveling too. So, you know, guys are probably going to have to sort of pack up maybe like two or three weeks worth of, worth of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's going to be – and plus I'm sure they're going, to up, they're going to have people there too. So, I mean, that's another reason why they, they took it this year. Yeah, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. Lakina, we're running out of time. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. Let's do that hockey, Let's do that <laughs> at least hockey. locally anyway. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, they took it on the chin on Thursday against the Columbus Blue Jackets, 6-4. to four. Patrick Kane scores another goal. Uh, I know they're 6-5-4 and four right now. I, uh, yeah, they're 6-5-4. and four. Yeah, Of course, this right, weekend right. they'll, they'll play – yeah, they'll play the Columbus Blue Jackets again on Saturday night before uh, they head out on the – Four, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six game road trip, which takes them through Thursday, February 25th. After Saturday's game against Columbus here in Chicago, they'll go for a six game road trip against three opponents. That's the Detroit Dead Wings. That's right, I said it. <laughs> the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, again, the Columbus Blue Jackets. The reason why those opponents are in front of the Hawks is because they're in a new uh, division for this season for 2021. Lakina. Uh, I'm not going to give Kevin Lankinen the whip because all goalies have their bad stretches. I know the Hawks had a bad third period on Thursday. They got away with it in their last game over the weekend against the Dallas Stars. They won both their games on Sunday and Tuesday, Mm -hmm. two to one in overtime. But uh, it's all about consistency for the Blackhawks. There was a bad third period, as I mentioned, on Thursday. I think this team is still okay. I keep thinking and hoping and wondering what this team would be like with Jonathan Taves. Now, the Hawks are still dealing with injuries and issues. I know Alex DeBrinca came off the COVID list last week. I know that Adam Broquist is off the list now, but they're dealing with injuries with uh, Connor Murphy and Andrew Shaw, who's been placed on IR because of concussion. Of course, you guys remember, uh, he missed the majority of last season uh, from December on because he had a concussion. So, as we've learned throughout pro sports, especially in the game of hockey, concussions is uh, one thing you do not want to mess with. Absolutely, especially in a sport like hockey, too, where it's just, yeah. just the hits that they take. But, look, I mean, I, look, I'm just glad that they're competent, the Hawks are. I mean, I was expecting yeah. – I, I told you they weren't going to be the best team in the league. You did. You That's did. Detroit. I, yeah, you did. I, I commend you for that. I mean, I, look, I, just, you know, the competence and you know, whatnot. You know, the brinket, you know, had a goal last night. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think, look, I guess they're, they're buying into what, you know, Jeremy Colleton is saying. I know people say he's not the yeah. most, you know, the most, like, you know, charismatic guy or whatever. But, you know, the, look, you know, Cater said himself that they're, they're buying into what, he said, what he's saying, and it's been working. So they're mm-hmm. for the Central Division right now. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that they're a playoff team, but, look, I think if they show, they're showing that fight and that competence and that confidence, I think – you know, just imagine, you know, I, I always feel like, like you said, Sid, if I can imagine if, you know, if Taze was there, would there, would we be at the top? Would the, the Hawks mm-hmm. just say be at the top of the, of the division right now? But, you know, but look, as long as they keep playing this way, I think you're going to get that, mm-hmm. you're going to get that excitement from them. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Well, we'll see if they can bounce back with them, get their revenge, get the Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll see what happens. They just got like like the Bulls. They just had to stay consistent from start to finish. If they can do that, they'll give themselves the best chance to win. Are they overachieving a little bit? Perhaps, as we mentioned, all the obstacles they have. But uh, but so far, you give Jeremy Carlton a B plus, uh, maybe an A minus. It might not be silly to say that, but given all the 
all the issues we just mentioned, you can give them a B plus or A minus. Yeah. I know I, some I, fans don't want to hear that, but yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> you have to be fair right now. Yeah, you do. They're 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 buying to what he what he's saying right now. So you gotta give him give him props for that. Um, apparently, there is a lot of COVID issues in hockey. Um, both the the Devils, especially, and the Flyers, and the Capitals, and the Sabers, and I believe the Wild too. I mean, all of them have had games postponed. Or you know, Jersey, New Jersey, and Philly was supposed to play tomorrow, but that was postponed due to the COVID issues. Both teams are having. Minnesota mm-hmm. and the Kings are, are have been postponed due to COVID issues with the King. I mean, with uh, with the Wild, I should say. The, we, we've talked mm-hmm. about the Capitals and their issues, so it, it's just been a. I, I, the, do, they, do you think that maybe that the the hawk that that NHL may have to consider maybe going on a bubble, sort of? <laughs> I don't know what else they can do. They 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 have to follow their big brother, the NBA, and what the NFL did uh, this past season. It just power through this thing. Those games that have been postponed, they're, they're going to have to be made up at some point. Heaven forbid something major happens, but they just have to make those games up uh, before the playoffs start, and you just have to power through this thing. A couple of good ones there, too. You got Montreal and Toronto. That's always fun when those two <coughs> battle it out. Also, Tampa and uh, the Panthers, you know, that should be a good one, too, to this weekend. So some good some good ones here. Ottawa and Winnipeg, they play each other this weekend. That should be a good one. Um I'm trying to think. Is there a does NBC have a game of the week coming up on Sunday, Sid, or no? Uh, yes, they do. I'll I'll try to find it real quick. Uh, yeah, because it's at it's at two o'clock, uh, our time. I'll find it in just a moment. But yeah, the, you'll start to see uh, some um, games on Sunday afternoon on NBC, and the game of the week will be over the Peacock Network. This is Sunday at two o'clock, Washington at Pittsburgh. Hopefully, hopefully Washington will be you know, will have the, all their COVID issues would have mm-hmm. passed already. So, you know, hopefully that game could get through. So yeah, some good ones in, in hockey, but also like we say, they're having COVID issues too. So, all right. So, what are you looking forward to this weekend, real quick? Uh, the Loyola Ramblers and college basketball locally here. Let's hope they can win both those games. But as I said before, they can do no worse than the split against Drake. Drake is a good team. I know they lost their first game last weekend, but uh, that team will be focused. So Loyola will have to come and bring it. So I'm looking forward to those two games. and also looking forward to that Saturday night slate of games for the NBA. The weekend games in the NBA for me as well as all those college uh, hoops games. Like I, like I said before, guys, it's a time again to college hoops. So start learning some of these teams mm-hmm. and some of the names and some of the teams that are probably going to be fighting for those bubble spots. Also, yep, too, no more football. It's over. <laughs> well, unless you're an FCS, FCS uh, football fan, because they actually start their play uh, tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. So if you're, look, there is football, but if you're like a 1AA FCS sort of, you know, the, 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 the Delawares and, you know, teams like that, the North Dakota States, those type of teams. So if you're into those, if those are some of your favorite teams, like if you want, if you have your foot, you want a football fix, you know, they have, in like in various spots, you know, around the the streaming you know, platform. So, so there is football, folks. For those of you who are going to be wondering, yeah. going to be yearning for football. On that note, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. S I D K I D eight zero. You go go to our website, weareregalradio.com, for more information. That's W-E-A-R-E-R-E-G-A-L radio.com. 
You can listen to this podcast, Second City Sports, along with our other podcast programming from War Media by simply uh, typing in War on Anchor, which kicks you over to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in that search engine box wherever you download your podcast, War on Anchor. That's W-A-R-R on Anchor. And we're also on YouTube at War Media, once again, at W-A-R-R Media. You can not only listen to us, but watch us do our thing live. And we appreciate your support in advance. We are unapologetically fun. Yes, we are. We love you all. Yes, we are. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Mm -hmm. And be careful out there, folks. You know, just keep, you know, keep your mask on, wash your hands, keep distant, and also stay warm, too, because we're actually going to have another big snowstorm this weekend, and the cold's coming, too. So welcome welcome to mid-February, I guess, here in Chicago. But for... (laughs) But for Sid, I'm Lakia. This has been Second City Sports Zoom style, and we'll see you next week. Till next time. Holla!